Okay. There's a vaccine for that. <laughs> no, there, there's, there's never been one and there ne- will never be one. You know, treatment in this case is better than the cure. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, episode 80, man. We're here. All right. Yeah, yeah. Shall we? Shall I count us in? Count us in. Do it. Three, two, one. Hit it. Hello there. Uh, I hope you're all doing well. Welcome to your girlfriend's favorite podcast. Mm-hmm. My name is Vasani, and sitting across me is Sizwe Moyo, and we are your hosts, as always, as usual, and forever will be. <laughs> uh, or who knows? <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> yes, this is episode 80 of your girlfriend's favorite podcast, mm-hmm. Long Overdue. Yeah, it's been yeah. a minute. We took oh. a, a young break there. Yeah, we were like, we we're on a, a winter break. Of sorts, <laughs> but winter, winter. Break. <laughs> summer break, <laughs> a summer break. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, I feel fresh. I feel rejuvenated. Same, same. Um, how are you? You ready for this? I'm ready for this, man. I, I've always been of the belief that we shouldn't pod for the sake of podding. We yes. just pod when we feel, you know, rested. We've got inspired topics. We know yeah. that we want to talk about something, and that's how I feel today, man. I just. Yeah. Feel good. I feel calm. I'm ready to part again. Me too. I, I yeah. can't help but notice that you have Kermit the Frog sipping tea on your cap. Yeah. yeah. Is the tea you would like to share with us today? There might be some tea to spill today. <laughs> <laughs> Any other beverages? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I've. I, I've. Like. I just want to check in. It's been a while since we've done this, so there's just going to be a lot of updates. I guess checking in. Some, see some interesting things going on, but okay. not necessarily myself in general. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, how, how are you feeling? You're just all like, who are you going to get? I have no idea. 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 But how do we know that? That's the other part of it. That's the other thing. So we were like saying, like, for example, you can't not study. And then go to the exam room and before they hand out the papers, yeah, hit a prayer father, and say, yeah. please help mm-hmm. me pass. Like, it's yeah. not going to work. Yeah. But yeah. you can study and then go pray. Like, please let me be calm and remember everything I study, you yeah. know. And yeah. then like you gotta, it goes hand in hand. You got to yeah. put in the work. Yeah. And you can also pray for that safety feeling, like you say, that mm-hmm. feeling of calmness and yeah. reassurance. But you can't not put in any work and just pray blindly. Mm. Like, well, yeah. I know that you're somebody who's obviously, you pray to God, you're yeah. a man of faith to some degree. But I want to ask you, like, objectively, and this might be difficult to wrap your head around, but nevertheless, you're a smart guy. If you're praying, how much of it is actually God and how much is it of, how much is it? meditative where you're putting yourself in a position to achieve the things that you're praying for so for instance how much of it is getting the calmness that you need after reciting the prayer to pass the test for example and how much is it how much of it is god saying my nigga you got this (laughs) i'm gonna give you those answers during that test yeah he just gave you the (laughs) other you he's like the answer is c (laughs) Ah, and then you you know yeah dunk on these niggas balls to the face (laughs) yeah (laughs) like how much of it is that and how much of it is the other i think geez i don't know we can never tell we can never tell that's the because there's no way to quantify 
yeah. uh, divine intervention, mm. if we can. In fact, I think that's the best way I can put it. Mm. Mm. There's no way to quantify that. It is essentially a blind faith, like mm. across all religions. So, like I said, the best thing we can do is just prepare. Yeah. So, I can pray for like to be balling one day, right? Right. But I'm still gonna need to make moves in order mm. to get there. Yeah. Right, right. Right. So maybe I might pray to make the right moves. Right. You know what I mean? And then, lo and behold, five years later, I've made the right moves, mm-hmm. and I might be like, okay, yeah, that Look was. God. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We'll. I don't know. I guess, like you said, it's just a mental thing. Mm-hmm. It's a mental, spiritual thing, mm-hmm. where you do need that sense of calm. Mm-hmm. You do need that sense of. Uh, let me put it like this something that scares humans is knowing that you are in total control mm. uh, so mm. so for example if you are someone who is religious or spiritual whatever it is you do mm-hmm. to get that sense of calm and feel like there's that helping hand somewhere mm. like if you don't didn't do that you might become overwhelmed by the 100% control of your destiny that you have. Mm. Every move you have, it's decides it has a domino effect. And that's a very scary thing for a lot of people to realize Damn. that you are in 100% control. Mm. And I think when we turn to faith and pray, it kind of gives it that I'm in 50% control and there's someone else divining and that holds the other 50. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do my 50 you pick up the rest <laughs> like type of Damn, thing and yeah. it makes it gives you a blanket a safe blanket as mm. a person to continue about but if you now went around feeling like jeez every decision i make mm. is literally going to uh, impact everything else and mm. it's all on me mm. that's like a very scary thing for a lot of people but i think like the sooner they like the sooner we realize it the sooner we can change the course of whatever path we're on so for instance black people might feel as though we don't necessarily have 100% control of our own fate right because mm. we historically have been a foot backwards or maybe 10 steps behind Mm-hmm. white people for example yeah and they'll feel like okay there are certain things put in place whether it be financial political socially like amongst us we hate each other you know that self-hate that breeds amongst uh black people uh like we might feel as though maybe we're not and in as much control of our destinies or our fate as people who you know start on a clean slate essentially yeah so I know a lot of people like who are in their 80s and they're like, no, God will provide. But he's never provided for them in any way, maybe health wise. And maybe they're they're fine with that, but they've never been provided for from a financial point of view. Like their siblings died early ages, you know, like their lives are harsh, dude. Mm. And they're always on this, God will provide, God will provide, God will provide. Yeah. And, like, at what point, like, if you're 80 years old and things haven't gone your way in life, at what point are you going to be like, you know, this guy kind of failed me, and or maybe mm. I didn't do enough. Like, yeah. at what point are you going to accept either of those two things? Like, maybe I was failed by God. He has forsaken me. <laughs> like, mm. Jesus on the cross, you know? Yeah, you see, that's the thing. Like, 
and there's another thing about what there's a downside to faith as yeah. much as it's a positive thing mm-hmm. for everyone yeah i think there's the downside is that it can breed desperation yeah and like it breeds a very bad type of desperation where it's kind of like people just feel like ah man i'm just going to keep praying like mm-hmm. like this, i'm just so desperate that it has to be god like mm-hmm. he has to do something mm-hmm. and then you end up at 80 still saying it uh, it has to be god like mm-hmm. he'll do something and it's like okay but at some point you should have tried something yeah you know as much as it, in your power that you can. I know people have hard circumstances yeah, like yeah. they're not there's not always a easy. I oh, just wake up and go hustle you know, type of thing for everyone. Mm-hmm. But that little one thing you can do, sometimes you just have to try it. Okay, and how do you feel about people who let's say Bill Gates, you know, I don't know what his religious background is. I'm just choosing any rich nigger right now. Yeah. And you know, obviously Bill Gates was born highly intelligent um there's still some debate as to whether or not he stole the idea from from <laughs> microsoft or not he probably did probably did yeah. maybe he sourced inspiration from somebody i don't want to say he stole it cuz if he stole it that person would be a rich motherfucker too mm. like like what mark zuckerberg did with those two niggas those niggas are rich as fuck now yeah but anyways contrary to the point bill gates born highly intelligent graduate well didn't even graduate did he um honorary doctor of his university uh, of his university and a multi-billion dollar man how much like let's say he's an atheist i'm just going to say let's say he's an atheist yeah. and he says that everything i have is because i worked hard for it okay let's set aside whatever <coughs> advantages white people have in this life let's say like god didn't help me accrue all this wealth. I did this shit because I'm intelligent and I made all of this shit happen. I worked yeah. hard for all of this shit. How do you feel about people that feel that way? Do you think that they should attribute their success to something greater than themselves? I, I Or at least to other so. people at the very least? I think to other people. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I don't think anyone has to have faith in some sort of uh deity. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't I I honestly don't care. Yeah. Like yeah. even in like when we take to like people's acceptance speeches, mm. I don't really expect them to get up there and be like I thank God or I thank mm. Allah or whoever mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. no, thank whoever you're going to thank. Yeah. But don't think you did shit on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter sure. how brilliant sure. your mind is, yeah. Bill Gates did have some help somewhere Absolutely. from somebody yeah. or a team of people at some mm-hmm. point. So I feel like if he didn't acknowledge other people at the least mm-hmm. then yeah that's a bit strange but mm. he does, I don't think he needs to attribute any of it to divine intervention because yeah. that's his own prerogative so like yeah I feel like if someone like that was to come and be like yeah this is nothing to do with god it's mm-hmm. all me mm-hmm. I'd be like I'd bad like cool like that's you that's like your truths and we cannot tell you it's not the yeah. truth because that's how you lived your life like if he hasn't prayed a single day or believed in anything a single day mm. then he has every right to feel like he achieved it on his own do you know what i mean yeah true so yeah i feel like that i feel like this i don't think let me say this 
I think faith and religion, all that, or religion, mm-hmm. let me talk, say it like that. Mm-hmm. Re- I think religion, it's a nice thing to have, mm-hmm. but I don't think everyone needs to have it. Yeah. Because everyone has what works for them. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Some people believe in God, some people believe in cocaine. Some people <laughs> be like, no, these are facts. Like, everyone has Absolutely. something different that keeps them Abs- going. Absolutely. So, it's just find your thing, man. And yeah, look, some people are naturally driven, like, to succeed. They don't need yeah. much motivation other than other than the fact that they want better for themselves. And that seems to be enough for a lot of people. A lot of people, uh, on the other hand, need encouragement, like, in different forms. Like, going to church might do that for them, or going to temple or mosque or whatever. Yeah. That might do it for them, you know, getting that. Even if they don't believe it's true. That's the other thing. Like, people, a lot of people go to church. And I've spoken to these people. I won't mention their names because we know them. I don't know if you know <laughs> them, but I know them and my friends know them, too. <laughs> these niggas, they go to church, or this is at least in high school. Um, They went to church and they told us straight, I don't really believe in this, but it makes me feel good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it actually makes people feel better. But they said, like, I don't believe that. Jesus turned water to wine. I don't believe that Jesus walked on water. I don't believe probably 90% of the shit that's in the Bible. Yeah. Because the 10%, in my view, is shit that actually we can relate to. Shit that humans can actually relate <laughs> to. And that's 10% of the Bible. The other 90%, not to go too far on this, just doesn't appeal to human nature. in yeah. Like the way we know it in modern society. Maybe in those days it could apply in a different like way. But, yeah, no, I know real people that go to church with no other agenda other than the fact that they feel better when they come out. Not yeah. to say that they believe in the doctrines that are being taught. like, And yeah. that's a great thing. That's a very helpful thing. But then the downside of that is like, okay, you are still following blindly. And when are you going to, you know, realize that you are, like I always said to my girl, the first tattoo I'm going to get is you are the master of your own fate. Because to a great degree it's true okay there are exemptions exceptions like we mentioned that probably that that theory goes out of the window yeah. but in the, for the most part you do the most with what you have and yeah that's that's pretty much it mm. but yeah we're not a religious podcast we're on music time do you have any yeah. last thoughts about that one uh, i don't know maybe we'll pick up on this another time yeah it's, it's a long we need we might need a full hour for that topic yeah because there's other things i'd like to dive into yeah such as colonialism and it's yeah and the crusades and oh, their ties yeah. into yeah religion you know yeah. especially in modern day africa mm. but yeah we'll do that on another pod have you ever thought about how weird it is that the more religious africa gets the less religious uh western countries become Mm, like yeah. England is becoming one of the more secular countries. Sweden has always been secular. Uh, Norway secular. Like like all these Western countries, white countries essentially, are becoming less religious, and mm. they're feeding us the religion. Like here you go. Like only yeah. Americans <laughs> are the ones are like, yeah, we'll still take that shit. <laughs> yeah, hey, we'll we'll take that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird, man. It's weird, but yeah. Like you yeah. said, another day. Yeah, we'll pick up on that. Another day. Uh, music time. For those of you who are first-time listeners or returning listeners of the show, music time is where we play some of our favorite tunes. 
I tend to play local African music and Caesar plays us what he wants you guys to hear. So mm-hmm. this week, do you have any picks? I do, but I just forgot the name of it. I'm just going to find it here quickly. It's a Metro Boomin joint uh, with Wizkid. Uh, is it Wizkid? You know which one I'm talking about, right? Nope. The one on... Uh, okay, I'm going to give it to you now. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga's <laughs> Yeah, no. I see. Yeah, you, only you. It's oh, yeah. called only you. Yeah, because I could see there was one called Borrowed Love, which also has Sway Lee on it. Yeah, Sway Lee and Wizkid. And Whiskey. then there's another one, Only You, only with you. Offset and Jay Ellipsis. Balvin. <laughs> Jay Balvin. <laughs> yeah, I just see the ellipse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, Only You. All Here right. we go. Cool, cool. When I touch a puppy, next girl, please hold me tight, I'll be feeling so lonely. When you know the day, my sad girl, I know go lie, I'll be feeling so lonely. So now only you, they make me feel this, I have a feeling you want me. Can I make who they are, can I make who they are? See that sexy, sexy, why need to for me? Metro Boomin don't sh- something something whatever future said. If young said. Metro <laughs> don't trust you, I'ma shoot you. Beautiful morning, beautiful <laughs> morning, babe. Uh, yeah, man. Nice song featuring Wizkid, yeah, and yeah. Offset and J Balvin. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week I too have a pick coming from the Super Mega himself, aka. Okay. The song is called "Touch My Blood." All right, from, from the album. album. Touch, Touch my, my blood, blood. <laughs> <laughs> but in these Corona times, don't do that. Yeah, and these AIDS <laughs> times that have been lasting fucking thirty years. Uh, yeah, it's been a long time. Forty years, actually. But yeah. I mean, they've got wasted. You've got like PEP, post exposure prophylaxis, and yeah, yeah, yeah. pre exposure prep. Yeah. So if you feel like the person you're about to engage in sexual relations with might be positive, you can go get some prep at the clinic. 
rather don't have sex with them, dude. Like, no, do you really trust this prep shit? Like, but yeah, it will protect you. Uh, <laughs> do you know? Do you know this? <laughs> How factual is this, man? It's true, man. Yeah, they've got prep. If you've had sex with someone, you know, you had a, dr- a drunken night at the club, <laughs> you didn't use protection, go to the clinic within, I think they say 72 hours. For, but let's, to be safe, let's say 48, guys. Let's say 24. <laughs> fuck it. Let's <laughs> yeah, be extra so You don't want to be the guy that <laughs> yeah. gave the information that yeah, you, you can you know, wait three days. Let me give you guys extra safe. Yeah. Within 40, 24 hours, yeah. not even two yeah. days. I'm giving you guys a day. 24 <laughs> hours. I'm giving you guys a day. <laughs> <laughs> 24 hours uh, if it's a 24 hour time limit that you've yeah, had yeah. unprotected sex with someone yeah or even protected sex because condoms are not always 100 percent. yeah they're 99 so percent, go sorry. to a clinic go to the doctor gp if you're a bit bougie and you got medical aid or whatever uh, <laughs> <Sub a> well. <laughs> and <laughs> and ask for a post-exposure prophylaxis you know mm-hmm. Don't be ashamed. Tell your doctor the reason you need it. You had unprotected sex or you had sex with someone. Mm-hmm. And you just want to be on the safe side. And I think they say it's like a 28-day course, like a month. You have oh, to take shit. a pull. Yeah, I've read up on this. You got to like take TB like... TB meds. You have to take like a... a it's ARVs, essentially. Yeah. It's, so it's not any special meds they developed. It's just ARVs. So oh. you're going to take ARVs for like a month. So what do ARVs do? Do they build up the immune system yes. against AIDS? Yeah. Or okay, I thought they were just like kind of stabilizing your immune system. No, they have to build up and try fight off the virus as much as they can. Okay. But they are much like antibiotics. So oh, okay. if you were ever to go on a PEP course post exposure, mm-hmm. you cannot skip a day. And this mm-hmm. is like the problem with HIV and AIDS in the country in southern Africa, mm-hmm. where a lot of people have not taken their ARVs properly. And as a result, the virus gets stronger. So, like, so like mm. you know when you have antibiotics course, mm. if you don't take it properly... You miss a day, you're going to feel sick yeah, again. You're yeah, you're going to feel sicker. And yeah. if you try to take those same antibiotics, the virus has adapted to them. Those things uh, are rendered useless. The virus is stronger than the antibiotics so now. So now there's oh, a whole okay. lot of people in Southern Africa who have HIV, which is stronger than the ARVs. Like, it's, they've, it's rendered those ARVs useless to them. So... Damn. If you ever go in these courses, guys, listen to your GP, your doctor, mm. and follow them properly. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, thanks for that uh, <laughs> side segment in between our music. <laughs> yeah. We got sidetracked, yeah, but for yeah, health yeah. reasons. Yeah, for absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it is Touch My Blood. <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That transition was way too smooth, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Lines in the jungle. Going in for the kill. Number five with the mambo. Tell me sex from the chill. Niggas in the club better keep their distance. Always finna go down for real. This is for my kinsers with their fist up. You gon' touch my blood for real. 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 
you gon' touch my blood for real. They told me to relax, I massage my own ego. Started me a band and clock guitar hero. Frasa fanica, we not for Mondeo. People of the South, they bump, got me go. I swim in the tank with sharks and not Nemo's. Evil, people who act like Don Cheeto. I can smell a rat that acts a strong deal. How we get the banks of land from white people. Zero. 100 bands in the keys Ever since I blew up I feel like I'm too bugged They gon' give me good work Like I'm through hell Sleeping in the bed With my current mama They've got a big game Against Real Madrid Coming up in a week or two Can't wait Title de- decider essentially Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure Alright That was AKA with Touch My Blood mm-hmm. A really nice vibey tune I like it Alright Second half of the show Second half uh, you got anything on your list? Yabish, yabish. Kendrick, where is Kendrick? Is he still alive? Kendrick, first of all, I I spoke to him the other day. He says he's doing grand, dude. Like he says he's chill, you know. Uh, what a pussy! He doesn't respond <laughs> to my texts. <laughs> what a pussy! <laughs> <laughs> Calling Kendrick a pussy is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what a pussy! You know, I know you're from the south, and that's your natural reaction to shit. <laughs> what a pussy! <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Now Kendrick, um, I saw him. Last place I saw Kendrick was Power Man for real. Where's <laughs> <laughs> the hobo? Yeah, where's the hobo? The the crack, crackhead. Yeah, the crackhead that in 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 Power. Like I don't know what's going on with that dude. Do you think Kendrick has to release music ever again? Do you think it's in his best interests? I think I think it's in his best interest to release one more. You don't think it's in his best interest. You don't think the discography it's good enough, like the mixtapes <clears throat> and then Good Kid Mad City to Pimp a Butterfly and uh Damn. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> shout, shout out to Petty People, man. Damn. I love your uh, I love your Petty accent. Say it again. <laughs> April. April. <laughs> no, I read somewhere that we shouldn't make fun of uh, people whose English accents aren't right. So right. we're going to stop that. <laughs> they said not even for banter. The post literally said not even for banter <laughs> because apparently it's elitist or whatever. Oh, so geez. we're not going to do that. But it's funny still. <laughs> yeah, it's funny as fuck. Dude, the most taboo things are the funniest things. That's the problem. <laughs> like... <laughs> Humor is dying. A slow death, man. <laughs> yeah. Especially dark humor. Dark humor is like in the mud right now. Yeah, no, it is. It is. 
But anyways, what were we talking about? Kendrick. Yeah, Kendrick. Kendrick, okay, as 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 a selfish music lover and a selfish Kendrick lover, um, I want one more project. But at the same time, Kendrick, okay, he's probably the greatest rapper of the past decade. I don't think there's much debate. Him and Cole, perhaps. Mm. There might be a debate there. But for the past decade, the best rapper, not Drake, okay. I want to I make this very clear. Yeah. The best rapper bar for bar is Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Okay. Uh, commercial. Commer- commercial, yeah. yeah, because these battle rap niggas are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Kendrick Lamar needs one more to solidify himself in the top five greatest of all time. Because with all these lists that have been coming out, it's been the same five for the most part. It's J, Nas, M, Rakim, and like somebody else. But it's never Kendrick and Cole in that top five. They're always like yeah. seven, eight. Some lists I've seen them in 12 and 13, but they're always next to each other. Yeah. So I know for a fact that for the past decade, those are the greatest. That's the best thing to ever happen to this shit. Mm. He needs one more classic project to make him a top five of all time. That's my theory. That's just my theory. Do you know my thing is? I feel like he may have run out of content because mm. he's given us everything he could about life in Compton mm-hmm. and his own personal life, his family, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. He's given us the political landscape album in Pimper Butterfly. Yeah. He retouched on his life and a bit of commercial stuff in Damn. Damn. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So he, what more is there for him to do? Because the only person I've seen manage to successfully adapt through telling us about their life in its entirety mm-hmm. and then ma- still making great music, but that's kind of bubblegum, mm-hmm. is Drake. Because mm-hmm. Drake doesn't say anything about his life anymore, really. Mm. Like, it's all now flex music. But on Scorpion, he did. When he was addressing all the pusher shit. Yeah. Enough of the rah-rah. <laughs> I am a da-da. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that I am a dada on a record is crazy, man. Only Drake can get that yeah. off, bro. I so, am a dada. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes very difficult, man. Like, where does your content go now? Uh, J. Cole tried to address something. I can say it's political and addressing drugs and substance abuse on uh, that album. I forgot its name right now. Kids or something. What was it? Kids, what was it, man? Well, it had the K O T D. Yeah, yeah K O D. Sorry, K O D. Kids not, card. K O D. King of, of the dot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. K O D. Yeah. So, yeah. what does Kendrick do next? Like, mm. what is there for him to tell us? Yeah, it would be so sick to hear Kendrick do that trap shit that that J Cole did. But now it seems like he's copying. You know the way yeah. Jay Z always copies Nas, like. Mm. Nas says he's releasing a song today. Right on cue, here comes Jay-Z. But anyways, but if if Kendrick did something... Okay, Dam was very mel- melodic. Yeah. I don't know if Kendrick can do more melody stuff and, you know, stay in that bag, do an R&B album. That would be interesting. Does he try to give us his own 444? His whole discography is his 444. That's the thing. Like, mm. I-, I was saying this, we were talking about Eminem the other day. I don't know if we were at the Airbnb, like, Eminem can't give us a 444 because that's all he's been doing his entire life. Like, he's been telling us about his wife, the struggles that he's had with her, his kids, watching them grow up. 
like Jay Z is a late bloomer. He gave us that shit five years. <laughs> how long has it been now? Yeah, three, four years ago. Yeah, I still at UJ when that shit came yeah, out. it's been a long time. It's been a while. Yeah, so like, ke- like Kendrick can't do that anymore. Like he's given us everything about his life. The only thing is now is if maybe he's in a relationship, if he has a kid, mm. that might change his outlook on life. I know that's what Wale did when when I, when he had a kid, he gave a shine. It was a completely different thing. It was more up tempo, was more dancey, more lively. But we all know that he's a depressed nigga, and that's not where he wanted to be with yeah. his music. <laughs> <laughs> then he gave us um, "That's Crazy." Wow, that's crazy, and that was just R and B to the core, soulful rap. Yeah, so. I don't know where Kendrick is going to go. Like, he's only been in it for 10 years. There are niggas that have been in it for longer and they're still revolutionizing the way they do it. Yeah. So Kendrick will definitely come up with the way... Like, he's got a great team behind him. It's like, what does he do? He needs to feel inspired. He needs to live. He's probably living right now, giving us the best album right now. He's probably working on that shit. That's what I believe. I'd like to think so. Unless he's just on the block in Compton. (laughs) A part of me feels like he's no longer doing this music thing. What is he doing? I feel like like maybe he's exploring other avenues. I mean, there was that short little period of time where we thought he was doing a music video. Mm -hmm. But it turned out to be some production company type thing that he has in ownership of someone else. So then it was like, okay, it's not a music video he's shooting for anything. It was Mm -hmm. a production house or something. So... We don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, we don't know when he's ever going to come back to the to the people. Yeah. He's gone, man. But where do you think he is in terms of his legacy? Like if if this is it from Kendrick Lamar, where do you place him amongst the elite? Amongst the elite, I think Did he crack crack your top 10? Kendrick for me didn't transcend hip hop or rap. That must be understood. Wow. Drake has transcended hip-hop. Wow. He's become a pop star. Mm. Kendrick is not a pop star. He's just the most famous rapper out there. There's a is difference. Kendrick not a cra- is like, like, no, he, he's not, no, there's a difference. J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar are super famous rappers, <laughs> but they are not pop stars. Drake is a former rapper turned into a pop star who can now rap when he feels like doing it. Mm. At a high but level. Kendrick and them are not pop stars that rap when they feel like doing it. No, they have to rap. That's their living. <laughs> that's their bread and butter. And that's the thing. Like, not everyone transcends their genre. Because mm. being a pop star is a very... It's not a very easy thing to do. You can be an electro artist. You can be an R&B artist. You can be a country mm. artist. But becoming a pop star... Pop as in popular culture. Mm. A popular culture star. It takes some doing. It takes some doing to be Justin Bieber. To be that level of fame and everyone in the world knows who you are. It takes some some work to be Drake. It takes some work to be Madonna, Michael Jackson, Mm. Mariah Carey. It takes a lot of work to be these people. Mm. You know, Whitney Houston. These Mm. are all pop stars. They came from a certain genre. But they transcended that genre. They blew it to bits and said, I'm bigger than this. But then... Kendrick has not done that. Kendrick is simply hip-hop's front man. He is the number one guy in rap and hip-hop. But he's Mm. not transcended it. He's still shackled to it. But... (sighs) 
And he can make a pop song the same way J. Cole can make a pop song. He can make loyalty with Rihanna. That's what I was going to get at. He's crossed over so much that, like, everybody knows who Kendrick is. Like, I I remember when Eminem collabed with Rihanna. I don't know what it is about Rihanna that rappers like, but Mm. she helps people cross over. Is Eminem a pop star? I'd say he's a pop star now. He's out of that rapper bubble now. Eminem has transcended rap. But, but but then how's Kendrick not like they've Kendrick, done the same? Their blueprint is exactly the same. But Kendrick just he hasn't done it in the same sense. It's kind of like everyone knows who Dr. Dre is, but has he transcended rap and hip hop? He hasn't transcended his genre. Yes, he's wow. d- he's made other types of music. Don't get okay. me wrong. Like this I'm saying, you can make a loyalty. You can make all of those types yeah. of songs. Yeah. But people still know you as that genre you're a part of so when i ask if i go into the streets now and ask someone who is kendrick lamar mm-hmm. he's a rapper if i go into the streets now and say who is drake i'm gonna most likely get a response back that he's an artist he's a music artist not a rapper do you understand what do you think what do you think little baby is do you think little baby's a pop star now no he's still in the rap bracket he's making really? bubblegum music but he's yeah. not a pop star He's making bubblegum music, but he's so still a rapper. Are we pretty. judging pop artist on basis of fame and how many people know who you are? Just like me, how recognizable your voice is, how recognizable you, can you be, are. You see, that's, the thing. that's why I've been using the term pop star mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. That star part is important. Okay. Not you can pop be a artist. pop art artist. Yeah. Like yeah. you could make pop bubblegum music. Mm-hmm. That's anyone can do that. But I'm saying to transcend, especially if you're someone who starts off in rap, mm. to transcend it the way Drake has done. Uh, I think a good way to explain it is we can look at failed attempts mm-hmm. when someone tries to completely leave the genre. Drake has completely left the genre mm. almost for full albums at times. Yeah. Like mm. these late, some of his latest works have basically had like two joints on it where he's bar spitting yeah and the rest is like a vibey caribbean shit yeah. r&b <laughs> songs yeah and it's like then true. there's two rap songs yeah, yeah kendrick is like there's eight rap songs and there's like this vibey shit this other shit yeah so it's still a rap album in its like yeah in its essence yeah 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 um if i look at little wayne little wayne was doing this rap shit oh he transcended that shit no and then when he tried to be like i'm gonna make a fucking rock album and do rock oh. music, that shit fucking tanked. <laughs> like, everyone was like, dude, rap, please. Like, <laughs> we okay. get that you're bigger than rap, you're so famous, but please just rap. Like, this rock shit's not for you. Did we hate it because Lil Wayne was doing it or because it was actually bad? Because I remember back in those days, the people who actually, this was like 20, 2009, 2010, right? With this rap, with this uh, rock shit, right? Yeah. 2010, around there. And I remember the people that actually listened to rock. They weren't fucking with that, okay? And then the people that fuck with Lil Wayne Heavy were like, we're not fucking with that. So is it because that like that music was bad? I don't. I think I'd, I'd need to re-listen to it. As somebody who loves rock and hip-hop, yeah. like, I'd need to... I'd need to go back to it and be like, okay, was this was he onto something? Was it really a failed attempt or were we just not listening at the time? I just think it was a failed attempt. Have you but listened to it can, recently? But then Maybe again, I can mind? say this, that I'm not a rock fan. Right, right, right. So right, I was right, listening right. as a rapper trying to go dip into this other neighborhood. Mm, and be like, mm. oh, 
I want to see what life is like in this neighborhood. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't quite fancy it. <laughs> and I yeah, came back auto home. Auto-tune over rock instrumentals just doesn't you connect. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get it. I get so, it. So, that's what I feel, personally, like, can Kendrick do an, a full R&B album or a majority R&B album? I don't think he could. I'm not saying it would be bad. I just don't think it would be anything great. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can do anything great in the world of rock. I don't think you can do anything great like everywhere else except in the world of hip hop with a few touches of pop R&B and there. Do you think Kanye has uh, uh transcended this shit? I think Kanye has transcended music. Yeah, he is godly. Now <laughs> now he is godly. That's like, the other part. I don't <laughs> think I think Kanye is just He's just a Hollywood personality right now. He's no longer a musician. Mm. He does so many things. But he is like one of the greatest artists. Like in every sense of the word. He's just that now. Kanye was in hip hop. He belonged to us. Then he belonged to the world of music. Mm -hmm. And then he hopped into fashion. Fashion. Now he just belongs to the world of Hollywood. I think he belongs to the world because he's in gospel now. Yeah, so Kanye, he's like, he's a musician essentially, yeah. but he's transcended music. Yeah. His legacy, yeah. at least. Yeah. I don't think Kendrick's legacy has transcended hip hop. Well, he might go; he will go into like Hall of Fame music, Hall of Fames, and all yeah. of that. But it's because of his groundwork in hip hop. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean on rap? Yeah, but who knows? He's been so quiet for so long that we don't know now. How to judge his legacy, really. But Drake just kept on going. He didn't stay quiet. He just kept chunking out music. J. Cole kept churning out music. Mm -hmm. And we saw with those two, where it's like, here's someone that can rap better than Drake, can do all the shit, Mm -hmm. but he just can't transcend hip-hop. Like, he's famous everywhere, yes. Is it because he's dark-skinned? Is it because Kendrick Lamar is dark-skinned? Maybe <laughs> who knows if it's a colorism thing, but hey, look, it's Hollywood at the end of the day. It's yeah, the music industry. At the end but of the you day. see, that's why I say, like, when we look at the three guys mm. that are essentially hip hop's biggest people right now, and mm. Drake, Cole, and Kendrick, mm. two of them are still kind of still hip hop, yeah, and rap, yeah. and the one is gone. He's a pop guy now. Yeah, like, true. We. Whenever I hear uh, a new song is coming out by Drake, my first instinct isn't he's going to be rapping. I'm sure. actually kind of like, I wonder what he's going to do this time. Yeah, <laughs> like, is he going to yeah. sing? Is he going to rap? Is yeah. he going to... But with the others, you're kind of expecting yeah, bar-heavy like, music, when content When they say heavy. a new song is coming out by Kendrick, I'm expecting to hear rapping. Yeah, That's my yeah. first instinct. Yeah. So I'm like, he's still in this bracket. Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. I yeah. think... Okay, fine. Legacy-wise, how many classic albums do you think Kendrick has? Think Not good. Not yeah, good classic. Albums. Classic album. Like, classic. A classic. Ugh. Obviously, Good Kid. This is a funny thing. Good Kid is a classic. We all can agree on that. Yeah. But in terms of writing, in terms of the art of putting a pen to the paper... Mm-hmm. Uh, to pimp a butterfly and damn surpass good kid. But to pimp a butterfly and damn don't have music you can dance to. Good kid does. I don't agree. This is this is something that I've seen commonly said. Like we have I don't know if you've seen the common meme 
that people always use against Kendrick when someone wants to hype him up. Mm. And someone's always like, but can you dance to Kendrick music? <laughs> and it's like, okay, but you can't. Yeah, like, that's really slap in the club. <laughs> dance to Wesley's theory. <laughs> what else so, to say? Yeah. I feel like Good Kid was perfect for hip hop. Mm, it was a perfect rap album. Yes. Like in the truest sense. Yeah. But then to pimp a butterfly mm-hmm. and damn take writing to a different place for Kendrick, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I feel like. I feel like they're not I'm saying they're classics. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying they were written better. In totality. In totality. Because yes. in my mind, Sing About Me Dying of Thirst is probably one of the best written songs ever. And that's on Good Kid Mad City. Mm. I'm not talking about on that album. I'm talking about ever. Yeah. Because, okay, he has a whole story over, I don't know, it's damn near nine minutes or however long that song is. And it's two parts. And it's just perfectly, it's it's a perfect medley of those two parts. And the whole thing connects. To Pimp a Butterfly does that over an entire album. Yeah. And I think that's genius, right? But that one song is probably just ma- more masterful than anything Kendrick has ever done. Ever. I don't care who you are. You can <laughs> fight me about this. Sing About Me, Dying of Thirst is the greatest song Kendrick has ever put on any album. Period. Period. Whose voice is that? I don't know. I don't recognize that voice. Anyways, continue. But you, you, you think... Sounds like my brother. It is your brother. It actually is yeah. your brother. Strange. Yeah. <laughs> Strange. You guys you, you guys didn't plan this? No. No. <laughs> okay. So you think the writing on Dam and to Pimp a Butterfly I mean, is better? If we generally. look at it even. Yeah. I, I don't believe awards shows and stuff are what we should base. No, no, no. no I don't on. think so either. But for the sake of this, I will say Kendrick did get in. Get get that writing acknowledgement. No Pulitzer, yeah. The Pulitzer, Pulitzer. after was a dam, mm-hmm. or to pimp a butterfly. It was after to pimp a butterfly. You see what I mean? Because to pimp a butterfly, I know a lot of people hate that shit. Even mm. my brother, whose voice we're hearing in the in passageway, the <laughs> he hates to pimp a butterfly because it's music he can't dance to or vibe to in his car. He's it's too political, it's too serious, and he's like, this album fucking sucks. And I'm just like, okay, but you got to listen to it in a different headspace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to listen to it for some 808s. Oh, yeah, that shit bangs. Mm. Like, no, listen to it for what he's saying. And it might not be easy on the ear at times. Mm. But to hear what he's actually trying to say to the people out there. And so I'll say that's why I can't say that album is a classic. But I'll say it's written like a classic. It's written in terms of artistry. Not written for rapping and rap writing. No, I, I just believe that Butterfly is a classic. I believe I, that I believe just it. the way it was written mm, is mm. fucking classical writing. It's like yeah. amazing. Like yeah. I can't believe someone wrote this shit. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and, I feel you on that for sure. And the damn is also somewhat the same. Where it's like, wow. But for different reasons yeah, though, Yeah, for right? different yeah, reasons. Yeah, Because yeah. damn kind of took us back to his life story and you know, it's less political. Mm. But it's more vibey at the same time. Yeah. So he, he was able to combine those those two things. Because the way you feel about uh, Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst yeah. is how I feel about Duckworth where I feel yeah. like, oh shit, this nigga literally told us he's the GOAT. 
in the most fucking amazing way ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in that, uh, in that song, yeah, that, that song, one song. Yeah, that's my favorite song where on the album, he actually. like literally just put it all together. Like if this uh, didn't happen between his father and, and Top Top, yeah, that he would not be uh, like he. Yeah. He put ex- ex- existentialism into a rap song, which I was like, this is fucking yeah, insane. Yeah, that was epic. And it gives me yeah. goosebumps thinking <laughs> about that shit. Like, that guy was able to... But his storytelling... Okay, what? Is, okay, is he going to go down... I don't even want to put this on him, but as one of the greatest storytellers, or if yes. not, the greatest storyteller of Definitely. our time. Definitely. Okay. No, I think that's fair. Yeah. Our time is the operative word there. I think... I'll say this. For a certain location, mm-hmm. Kendrick... Has transcended rap. Mm-hmm. I say for a certain location, for niggas from the West Coast, mm-hmm. for people, because when you listen to how people like how the game and Dre and all these people talk about Kendrick, yeah, all the people come from where he comes from, mm. it's like in their eyes he did the impossible for someone from where they come from. Mm. Already they feel like they did the impossible by just yeah, getting famous, ex- yeah, superseded. But them. they look at Kendrick like. This kid took what we did and took it somewhere else. Mm. Like, he took it even higher. Mm. So, Do you think because we're not musicians, per se, or lyricists in that way, that we don't fully appreciate how great he is? Because I yeah. think that's the case a lot of the time when rappers are talking about each other. Like, I, I heard how, <clears throat> how Joe Budden would speak about like Joel Ortiz, for for instance, the other member of Slaughterhouse, mm. who I thought was one of the weakest. And I always thought, okay, he's got an annoying voice, so I kind of shut him out, you know what I mean? But he was always speak about how great Joel Ortiz is. Like, Joel Ortiz is fucking epic. And I was like, I don't get it. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't get it. Like, he raps fast and he's got, you know, good wordplay, but I don't think he's that good, you know? And then he's like, like, Joe just goes crazy about it because he's a rapper and he knows what it takes to write songs at that level yeah. or to make songs at that level or to say things at that speed you know he's one of those fast rappers it's like i don't fully understand why people go so crazy over certain rappers mm. and maybe that's because we're not in it ourselves yeah. like I we think, don't like you're saying from the outside looking yeah. in, there's a different perspective yeah and we see it even like excuse me in the world of sport mm. whereby who can I use an example? Michael Carrick. Yeah. For <laughs> a, for the largest part of his career, everyone thought this guy is fucking trash. Yeah, yeah. The same as who else is similar to Carrick? Darren Sergio Fletcher. Busquets. Mm. A lot of people looked at these t- two types of players and said, these guys do absolutely nothing except pass sideways five mm. yards. Mm. What a waste of space. What a waste of sperm. He mm. is on the field. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right? A waste of, I don't think and everybody went that yeah, far. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know how fans are. Like, yeah, fans yeah, like yeah. look at them like they're the worst thing ever. They don't understand yeah. why coaches play them. Yeah. And then you listen to what coaches and players say about those guys, and mm. they all like say, that guy's so brilliant. Like, mm. he, I wish... Like, someone who we rank way above him mm. is saying, I wish I could have played with him or I wish Dude, I could play like him. And then, weird, right? And then it's like, you're going to get that sense of, maybe I don't know as much as I think I do. Yeah. Like, maybe I should dumb it down for myself and be like, you are not as smart as you think you are when it comes to this topic because mm. mm. there mm. are people doing it practically at the highest level. It's true. And they know more than you. They're doing it. Like, they're actually doing it for a living. You're mm-hmm. just consuming it as a consumer. 
I actually had this. I I, I heard this um, chat on Sky. They were interviewing Darren Fletcher after yeah. he retired, and they they were asking him, "Why do you think Sir Alex trusted you so much in big games? You and Park Ji Sung, who were looked at as average players at best, right?" Yeah. They're like, no, they know that when we go there in those big games against Real Madrid, Barcelona, AC Milan, that we're going to do our jobs. We're not going to get distracted. We're going to be doing, we're going to stick to our guns. So it'd always be skulls, either skulls in Carrick or skulls in Fletcher in midfield. You're like, why the fuck is Fletcher playing? I don't, nobody fucks with, he doesn't even look like an athlete. <laughs> dude. Like, like, yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. So I get it. Like people who are in it get the, like the brilliance of some people. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I never quite quite understood it until until very recently kendrick i think we're only on the tip of the iceberg in terms of how good yeah. he actually is songs I, written in that way are impossible dude exactly i can only imagine the people who are who spend time with him in the studio in the workspace mm. really appreciate just how good he is yeah more than we could ever yeah it's like when we were talking about uh love game his verse on love game we both hate that song mm. But Eminem said that, you know, he was so surprised that he came out with a verse that was that hot. Like, hours, dude. Two or three hours he was done with this verse, and he laid it. And he's like, dude, you wrote that shit. And he couldn't believe that he wrote that shit. I'm like, dude, that song isn't that good, <laughs> dude. But yes, Kendrick's verse is hot, but it's not that good of a song. Like, yeah. why are you so hyped about this? But, like, they understand it. Like, yeah. they get it. Like, yo, to write that well, that quickly is, like, strange to them. But anyways, yeah, I think we ought to get into one more YGFP topic. Let's do it. Does it have to do with the other gender? <sighs> this one was a bit narcissistic, I must say. Mm. Um, do you get, like, even though you're dating somebody, do you get annoyed when somebody doesn't show interest in you? Like, you know that you're not going to do anything with that other person, but does it ever, like, get to you that they don't find you appealing in a romantic or sexual mm. way? Yeah, I think it does happen. Yeah, right? Yeah. 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 I thought it, it was kind of weird for It's a weird that. way to explain it, but, like... Yeah, I don't know how to explain it, really. I think it's just you want to be desired, but yeah. you're not going to act on that. You just yeah. want to yeah. know that yeah, yeah, other people want you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because you kind of, I don't know, when you're around with your girl, you kind of get used to the feeling of, oh, she's staring at me. Let me go about my day. And you feel desired, mm. you know, when you're being looked at in a certain way. And it feels good. You can move on. Yeah. Even though you know that you're not going to act on that shit. Like, something something very appealing about that feeling. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's like, are niggas greedy? <laughs> I think so. For like attention or greedy for the need to be loved <laughs> or oh, gee, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or desired. Let me not say loved because that's <laughs> going to take it to another place. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I would say yes. Mm. Yeah, I would say yes. Um, I do think that we definitely do want everyone around us to find us, you know, as mm. these handsome Funny, smart, funny, smart. yeah. Some know? in some way, you yeah. know, interesting, right? Yeah. And when someone doesn't validate that for us mm. or hold that, hold us to that opinion, mm. it is like insulting to our egos. You know, it's like <laughs> wow, like 
Like, yeah. do you not know who I am? <laughs> like, <laughs> I've got fans in Uganda, <laughs> niggas. Like, you yeah. guys don't get that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I get that. I get that feeling. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I, I, I felt guilty in some way for feeling that way. Because, I don't know. Fuck, man. Uh, maybe I think too highly of myself sometimes. But when you're, I don't know, talking to somebody or just walking past them and they don't even they don't even give you a second glance like nigga <laughs> do you know what kind of specimen is gracing the air that you breathe right now exactly. like like yeah it does it does feel somewhat strange man i want to know if girls have this a similar thing yeah they definitely you think do. they do i think they do yeah they definitely they probably do. have it worse huh yeah yeah they probably have it way worse but do you, do you think even girls in relationships feel? I've never asked my girlfriend this. I probably will ask her after this podcast. Like in the in when you're dating somebody and you love them and you know where you stand with that person, do you ever feel like you still need to be desired by another man? I I think so. You think so? I think it helps because then your confidence won't only stem from your relationship. Yeah, and yourself. Yeah, like, we, as humans, we're so multifaceted that our confidence also does come from other people, strangers. Mm. So, so they're they've been lying to us basically. They've been saying you're the only one for me. Meanwhile, their confidence is coming from other places. Yeah, like inadvertently, of course. Yeah, but, they yeah. need to know that there's other guys out there that find <laughs> them attractive. The same way we as men need to know there's other women out there that find us attractive. Yeah, yeah. You know and. Like we said, the most important thing is that you just don't act on that. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. So, no. Yeah, but if you like, feel like, geez, the only person that's into me is my girlfriend. And my mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, only my mom loves me and my girlfriend. Yeah, then you're going to feel very down. You're going to be, like, mm. down bad, man. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's not a great feeling to not to not be desired by other people. Have you have you ever been desired by another man? Yeah. Have you? More times than um than you care to mention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I don't I don't know why mm. gay guys have hit on me before but uh, mm. it's strange. Mm. But I just took it as a compliment. Yeah, I was like yeah. I guess men and women both find me attractive so I was yeah, like there's yeah. that. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's it's a strange thing when it happens as have you encountered that? Yeah. I don't know if I told the story on the pod or off air to another friend, but we're at a place. I think it was in Four Ways. We're celebrating Devin's 19th birthday. Yeah. Friend of the pod. And there's a homie that I met up with. Like, I didn't meet up with him. I met him there. And we were talking, whatever. Had similar interests. This whole time, I'm thinking we're having just a, a, a chat as gents. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Thought we were just kicking the shit with <laughs> as mates, you know. But then, homeboy, like we're dancing, we're trapping, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then homeboy th- thinks it's cool to touch my my bicep, <laughs> you know, to touch me here, you know, like this, right? Yeah. And you I'm like, I right, dude, your arm. you good? Crazy. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm I'm good, I'm good. No, we carry on trapping. And then, uh, trapping is a weird way to say it. <laughs> we're getting lit. But anyways, we, we carry on, you know, jiving. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you guys jiving? We're jiving, man. You know, we're feeling the vibes, you know? Yeah, and 
this nigga d- does the same thing. I turn my back for one second to see where Devin is because I, yeah. I feel like we're, you know, we had sparklers and whatnot. We went to sing happy birthday to him. I was waiting to see the sparklers so I mm. could run over there and to our area, right? Yeah. I turn my back for one goddamn second. This guy's got his hand on my waist. I'm like, what the fuck? Dude, what is going on? Like, th- now the, the arm thing was okay because it seems like a benign part of <laughs> yeah. the body to touch. Like, you're, it's just right. an arm. The waist? But the waist, I was like, Bro, yeah. I don't know what signals I've been sending <laughs> this entire time, but I'm not with that, man. But it it was great meeting you because you're you're a good guy, you know. Yeah. Because I need to, you know, acknowledge that he's a good guy. I had a great time with him, not in the way that he thought, yeah, though. Yeah, you he know? got mixed signals. He got mixed signals there, but yeah, that was the one instance where it was extreme. In other ways, it was just like a friend of mine, a female friend of mine, told me that a guy likes me. And I was like, yeah. oh, no, sorry about that. I'm straight. I think it's only happened a handful of times. I don't really frequent places where there are not straight people. Yeah. And another <laughs> thing that I've also learned, like the times I did get hit on by a gay guy, mm. was that like the way you approach someone, you do need some element of charm or game, I guess. Yeah. Because like there's this dude, right? The same way. Similar situation, like, oh, we're just having a chat, mate. Like, yeah, yeah. Innocent, you know? Yeah. Then the guy took, asked me for my number. I was like, all right. Like, I took no, paid no mind to it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Meet up as Jen sometime. Yeah, yeah. so I'm like, whatever. As Machita. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then, yeah. like, next thing, dude is, like, texting me, like, hey, man, you should, like, come visit my place. Like, we're gonna, I've got, like, lots of wine here. I'm like, wine, wine? my nigga. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a very romantic drink. <laughs> Come know. over, I've got some wine. <laughs> and I was like, it's strange. It's like, it's a tad bit strange. <laughs> and, and oh, then, man. And then, dude, like, so getting a bit creepy. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't really drink wine. <laughs> then, then he was like. What a liar. <laughs> And then dude was like, he was like, oh, that's even better. So we'll see. I'll get to see how you are when you're drunk in eh? front of me. I was like, I was like, what do you Excuse mean, me? nigga? Like, he was like, yeah, I want to see you drunk in my place. I'm like, nah, dude, I blocked. The, I hit a block. I was like, this is this nigga gonna rape me or something, man. <laughs> no, come on. Just because he's gay doesn't mean he's gonna rape you. <laughs> nigga wants to get me drunk. <laughs> oh yeah, no. So I was yeah, like, no, that's definitely non-consensual. So I was just like, nah, dude, like, mm. nah. Then mm. I didn't block at the same time, but at a later stage, yeah, I yeah. did block his numbers. Like, yeah. yeah. Then another weird instance I had was somebody entered my DMs. Yeah, you're just a gay magnet, aren't you? There's another <laughs> story. <laughs> See, this is the weird. This one was also where I guess na- I'm naive. Yeah, just the way I've got yeah. chat, mate. Yeah. So I've got into my DM. He's like, hey, man, where do I remember you from? So looking through his page, he doesn't look obviously gay. Just looks like another one of the Majita, you know, yeah, or a, yeah. another one of the gents. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know, dude. Maybe went to school or something. I don't yeah. really recognize you. Yeah. Then he was like, No, I'm sure I remember you. Yeah. I'm like, You're at Beefcakes. This was at Beefcakes. Look, I'm like, No, man. I, I don't know you. Like, I don't yeah, know yeah. you, but maybe we've met before, but I just don't remember. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, I, sh- I showed Eddie this. And Eddie is like, you naive motherfucker. This guy's trying to hit on you with the classic, you where, do I rem- where do I remember you from, <laughs> play? And I'm like, oh. What? And then, I was, then it was like, anyway, 
my name is so, so I was like, this nigga thinks he's slick. I was like, nah, dude. <laughs> no, clearly he was slick. You were falling for it. Because <laughs> I'm just like, It was nah, only a matter of time. <laughs> I'm here being naive, like, where do I remember? I was like, do we ever play soccer once? Nah, yeah, nah. No. Did I see him at school? Mm, nah. <laughs> Sometimes niggas mack you. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> so, oh, man. Yeah, it happens, but I've taken it yeah. as compliments. Yeah, no, This time, no, I wasn't sure. rude to the people. I let yeah, them no. down nicely. Just like, listen, man, I don't I play for the other team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, thanks I'm for your interest. Your pirates. But, yeah. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Good luck on your journey. But you, sh- why didn't you just say you have a girlfriend? Why did you have no, to say that saying, you didn't like, play for the team? I'm saying I have a girlfriend. Oh. but you know, people were still be like, "What if you're bi or something?" It's like, nah, dude. I'm, like, I'm not. I'm clearly not bi. It's like just let you know that this is no chance. Yeah, this yeah. won't happen. So good luck out there. Yeah. Thanks, but I just take it as a compliment. Mm. Like, like I said. You just found attractive by both sides, mm. but it is awkward when you do get hit on by a gay person. No, of course it is because you've never. Well, you're not. Yeah, your mind. You're not familiar not, yeah. with the territory. You're not wired that yeah. way. But so. you kind of do pick up when a girl is hitting on you, right? Like. Yeah, when a girl's hitting on me. I, yeah. But I get annoyed if a girl's hitting on me too much. Mm, like what is what is too much because like, i think i know what you mean but when you're like just thirsty man like uh, it's a turn off even yeah. if you like you're good looking it's still just a bit of a turn off because it's like mm. you're making it so obvious like that you want me and it's like yeah where's yeah. the funny in this like <laughs> you know you shouldn't be having fun for serious <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. yeah you know what i mean no, so. no i feel you i feel you like i i I feel the same way, and I don't know if that goes back to just why men are so much more on the predator side of the spectrum. Yeah. Because maybe the reason why men do things that are bad to other women is because we're predators by nature. And predator is not necessarily a bad word in this context. Yes, we like to chase women. We don't like to necessarily always be chased. And when you're chasing me, and it's so aggressive, yeah. you know. I don't like that either. Like it is actually a turnoff when the prey is right here, willing to be. Eaten. Yeah, like excuse if, the pun. If you're putting your coochie <laughs> on a silver platter, yeah, like, like here you go. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, I don't like, want it. Nah, it doesn't seem right to me. Right? <laughs> yeah. You have to sniff it first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, I feel you on that, man. It's just no. Just nasty. Yeah, it's yeah. It just like I said, it comes off as too desperate. Yeah, and no one likes someone who's desperate. Yeah, which is the same why the same reason why as guys, when you're trying to hit on women, you can't also come across as so desperate. Like, but okay, let's for the single people out there, let's draw up some plays here. Okay, mm-hmm. what do you avoid when you're trying to approach a girl? What 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 comes off as too desperate? Let's say. I'm a girl. Try to make me, bro. <laughs> turn it on. T- turn it on. I've, I've, I've been out of practice for like yeah, two, three this years. This is the thing. What, like, what is desperation from my guys? F- my like, thing is that... How do we show that we're desperate? Like, let's just say, for example, I ask you out on a date. Right, right. You could tell me uh, you're not really sure, mm. right? And I start going, no, come on, man, please. Like, we're going to get to, like, that's already, like, you know, when it's like, you're trying to now convince the person. They didn't just say yes. 
Mm-hmm. Now you're trying to convince them like it will be a fun time. Like let's go out. Let's do like, dude. Like you're down bad. Yeah. <laughs> like you're ready. Like you're down, <laughs> but now you're making it bad. <laughs> like if yeah. she said she's not sure, just be like, okay, cool. Like I understand if you get if you ever get comfortable, then we'll look back into. This. I don't know. I'm saying like it's a business meeting, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll revisit this, right? But but what if? That's how a lot of guys lose out on dates because maybe they're not persisting enough. Like, what is the line? Where is that line? Look, all I'm saying is if I was a single guy, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have it in me to persist. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's either you're with me, you're with the shits, or you're not. If yeah, I ask you yeah. and you want to play hard to get. You want to dilly dally. Yeah, then yeah. you're going to play hard to get alone. I'm going to move on. Okay, so no, I feel like, you. Yeah. <laughs> I How long did it take for you to get to that point, though? I don't. I you, can't really clearly say. Clearly, you've been hurt. But <laughs> I think for me, it's just a thing of like self-value, preservation. Like, Protect yourself. I I deem myself to be a high-value man. Right. Right. Like as I've, you should, Vosin. I put myself up there, so I feel like not saying I don't have to try hard to mm-hmm. get a woman, mm. but I don't need to also extend myself more than is needed. Too. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I'm not going to become desperate or down bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I feel, if I'm interested in you, you should feel honored that I'm interested in you, and you should rep- re- reciprocate. Air that. horns, man. <laughs> <laughs> you should be honored yeah. by my lateness. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's how I feel. Mm. So if I'm gonna ask a woman out, she needs to say yes. She needs to show that interest back in me. Yeah. That I'm showing in her. If not, it's if like she wants pack to play up games and yeah. be like, "Why should I go on a date with you?" Yeah. Okay, block, delete. I'm yeah. gonna move on. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm gonna be like, "Okay, you know what? I think then you shouldn't go out with me. It's mm, fine." Mm. The fact that you want to question this shit, like, it's fine. It's okay. Should people be going out on dates with like strangers, people that they have only met online? Like, yeah, I guess it's the new world. Yeah, I mean, but is it safe in the context of our country? Because I think people want to have this Western way of living when we don't really have the same context. I feel like if you take the right safety measures, like what would I, you? What would you do? What do you do? If I met someone online, mm-hmm. uh, I'd probably want to meet up in a public place. Not going mm, to anyone's not, not house. Not to their house, yeah, yeah. A public place and a place that's easy to escape. <laughs> like, when I say escape, no, listen. When, when I no, say I'm escape, is, there's a difference between going on a date to, like, a restaurant, mm-hmm. going to Spur, mm-hmm. and getting inside there, sitting on the patches. <laughs> I yeah, didn't say what pa- type of patches. Yeah, yeah, the patches. yeah. yeah the, <laughs> <laughs> the couches with the patches, that's per. And then, <laughs> and then going to Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Starbucks is a date I can easily escape. Yeah, it's less formal. It's less formal. Chances are we, like, it's always an open space. It's mm. easy access. Not like this big restaurant. Mm-hmm. I can always just fucking. Pay for my shit and go really quickly. Yeah. It's not the same in a restaurant or yeah. in a movie theater or Kinda something. Kind of have to wait like, for that shit to be over. Yeah. yeah. So, 
I would meet someone in a public place like that, mm-hmm. some like like a Starbucks or something. Mm-hmm. So that way, I feel more safe. There's a lot of visibility. Mm-hmm. I can always scream for help. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. That's what I would do. I think I don't think people should be scared. Of course, you should be cautious. Cautious, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but don't be scared. How is how you can ever find a person? If you're not mm. macking on people in real life, if you're doing online dating. Well, I think it just comes with the horror stories that you hear about what happens to guys and girls when mm. they go on these dates or meetups with each other. So, of course, it comes with the preconceived. And plus, it's all the things that your parents are probably telling you anyways about going out. Like, yeah, th- forget the girl for a second. When you go out, your wallet can get stolen. Your car can get broken into. Like, a lot can go wrong when you're out. So uh, I'll say this. Yeah. Uh, I believe if you're a decent guy, mm-hmm. you wouldn't take issue with a girl saying to you, a friend of mine mm-hmm. is going to not join you, but she'll be there. She's not going to be at our table. Because I understand she'll be around. She'll be around. Right. So she'll be in the Starbucks somewhere else. Yeah. She's not going to be at our table. But I just, for my own safety, if I was a guy and I was meeting a girl, Mm. And I said, let's go out. I want to meet you now. It's time. Mm. If she said, I'm going to bring a friend along just mm. for safety, you mm. know, because of what's happening in the country and the world, mm-hmm. you know. Then if I'm a decent guy, I would be like, I completely understand. Yeah, I feel you on that. I wouldn't be like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? I'd yeah. be like, no, I get you. Yeah. You look out for your safety. That's fine. Yeah. You know, as long as we can have our own space at the table. Yeah. And your friend's yeah. not, like, third-wheeling us like that. Yeah, because that would just be awkward. Yeah, then it's yeah. cool. Like, let someone be there in and the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel like there are ways for women to also identify red flags. Mm. Something as simple as that. Just saying, I want someone who I'm comfortable with to accompany me mm-hmm. to this date. Mm. If the guy takes issue with it, that should be a red flag to you. Mm. That mm. this guy clearly doesn't have the like presence of mind to think about your safety in that yeah. way. Oh, so okay. yeah, there are ways to weed out people to ensure your own safety in these times. Yeah, but yeah, maybe at times girls also don't have the wherewithal to do that but that's that's why this conversation is very important to have because we're thinking about things that maybe some people haven't thought about mm. um like bringing an accompanying member on a date with you you know yeah. who will linger like big brother <laughs> <you know? laughs> and make sure that you're safe in everything that you do and also to meet up in public places that are easy to quote unquote escape <laughs> Because escaping dates is, a, like, it's it's a reality. I, I think I've been on some pretty bad dates myself where I thought, like, this is just going to be a waste of money. Mm, and because yeah. I don't have the heart to be like, no, nah, I just want to leave now. Like, we've been here for an hour and I already feel like this is just... It's poof, not working. It's just not working. And I don't know if guys are not necessarily given that same courtesy in the dating pool. Like, we're not really... We're going to be looked at as assholes if we do some shit like that. Like, you know, getting that emergency call that the house is on fire and you need to leave the date right away. We're not given the same courtesy in the dating I feel pool. like, just be honest, though. Like, but how? Like, don't lie to me and pretend to get a call 
just tell me once off like this is not working cuz even I, if you've I'd, only been there for a couple of minutes i'd like to believe i'm not i'd like to believe that someone shouldn't play with me mm-hmm. so if we meet up and you feel like i have second thoughts maybe i'm not as attracted to you as i thought i would be mm. all of those things mm. let's rather clear it right now yeah and be like i'm not feeling this like you know what should we end the date yeah. should we just continue this date as friends not looking at it romantically yeah just like, kick it yeah you know yeah rather be honest instead of now being acting somehow on the date like acting yeah, cause distant. Then, yeah, that that can be a fucking killer because I've I've been guilty of that when it's just like, like we're here now and maybe I'm not as attracted to you as I thought I'd be. You know, you're not as funny or charming as you are over the phone, and then you just go distant. You just become a shadow of yourself yeah. <laughs> while you're on this date you're not as in, you're not making yourself as interesting as you otherwise would you're not making yourself as funny or whatever because you don't fuck with the person that you're with on this date yeah. all of a sudden so yeah that 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 is a bit of an asshole move and I've been guilty of that but then again girls have been guilty of that when I've been on dates with them as well it's yeah. like I'm not too narcissistic to think that okay maybe she's not into the date you know whatever it works for other chicks <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know you console yourself immediately yeah. you're like oh well it's just one so <laughs> i feel like every guy has a script oh yeah every guy oh, has yeah. a playbook no i've got a playbook it's yeah. not well it, it's okay shit man look i i like going to certain places yeah right when i was still in the dating pool i like going to certain places because i know what to expect at those places and then sometimes the girl would be like, oh, I really have a thing for seafood. And then I'd switch it up, you know. I'd be like, okay, going to switch that up. Going on a seafood date. Then things become less predictable because I don't know where I'm going to be seated. You know, all these things go through your yeah. mind. Like how I'm going to be, you know, approaching this whole thing. But yeah, there is a general playbook. You know what you're going to be talking about. You know what you want to ask her yeah. almost immediately. So yeah, no, there is a like, definitely a playbook. Have your yeah. default jokes, like you know that joke yeah. that always works. Yeah, everyone. no, the one that will never fail. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like just waiting for the right mode to bust it out. Like, yeah. So you, yeah, every guy has a script or playbook. Oh, oh, absolutely. When you see a woman's not biting and not really feeling it, yeah, it's probably the best time to jump ship, right? Yeah, that's when you'll be like, okay, this is not going how I thought it would. Yeah. She's not into me like that. Yeah. We're gonna probably not have a second date. Yeah, that that sucks. Cause the first date, I always looked at it as an investment. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna spend some money today, but hopefully it'll be for a good cause. <laughs> and then when you go on the date, it's like, ah, shit, man, what a waste. <laughs> it kind of feels like that. Hmm? Would <laughs> don't uh, laugh before you ask me a question. <laughs> would you right? Uh, let's say you go on this date. Mm-hmm. You find her attractive, but the chemistry is just not there. You guys are not clicking, personality-wise. Mm-hmm. Would you still then, but let's just say there is an offer on the table for you guys to still have sex. So you're not interested in having yes. this person. <laughs> <laughs> you're still going to smash? Uh, No. Because part of the sexual attraction is the personality. Like, I can't just smash somebody, like... 
Yeah, man, the erectile <laughs> dysfunction will kick in, dude. If I if I don't find you attractive on other levels besides like your body, yeah, then I'm gonna find it difficult to have sex with you. That that has definitely happened to me before. So I know what I'm looking for in a sexual partner as well. If I know that it's only gonna be a sexual thing, look, bad things happen to people who just reproduce for the sake of it. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest here. Bad bad things happen, okay? Like yeah. you're 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 you know that you wanna have kids with somebody that is of a certain gene pool. Yeah. Intellectually, aesthetically, um, you know, their home background is, you know, a good one. And you can tell that from a first date. What type of person you're on a date with? Are they from a decent background, you know? Are they fucking interested in their cleanliness human height like their bodily hygiene and shit like you don't want to just reproduce for the sake of reproducing like you you don't just have sex because mistakes happen condoms break and a a chick can become pregnant from that shit happens and now you're having a child with somebody with an IQ of like 45 (laughs) who's like legally retarded I don't know was allowed to say retarded (laughs) Uh, um, mentally disabled Retardation. So, I like, don't know what the right term is. But I don't know what the right term is, but you know, somebody who is not of your intellectual preference, I think, yeah. is the best way to put it. And bad things happen to people like that. I don't want to <laughs> act like I'm God or some shit, but you niggas are gonna have some difficult <laughs> days ahead of you. Like, bad things happen. But you're not having sex to reproduce, it's just. A one night stand. Shit happens, is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Like, yes, you can have sex with somebody, but shit happens. Like I'm saying, condoms can break. You're not just having sex, was it? Like, I don't think people take sex seriously <laughs> as seriously as they should. Yeah, I get you. It is like a thing, and I don't really believe in soul ties necessarily. But the more you have sex, the less connected you have. Like the next, the less connection you have to people who actually deserve your energy. Hmm. That's the way I I see it. Like, I haven't had sex with a whole bunch of girls. I'm not gonna act like so, it. Like, it's not they say a soul tie, but there's something going on when you give your sex your to other people. Yeah, when you give your <laughs> essence, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to other people. Okay, I, I, I see. That I, I think is that. detrimental to people, especially young people. Like, you, you you know, we want to have fun. Do, do you feel like a person who has a high body count? would have less of that energy or essence or love to give to someone when now it's time for a relationship. Let me tell you something. The people who I know with high body counts have found it more difficult to find love, even though that's the one thing that they've wanted. I can think of one person. I can think of two. I can think of one that's a mutual. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I think we both know the mutual. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't want to sub anyone, but I can think of one person I know has found love a bit tricky, Mm -hmm. but has not found sex tricky. Like, sex for them is accessible, but love not so much. Love not so much, exactly. It, I... It's a theory. I haven't really. We don't have a large enough sample size <laughs> to 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 see if it works. But I think that is detrimental to your. But why do connections. you think that is? I don't know. Do you I think they know. go into everything with the mindset of it's just going to result in sex? Maybe that is the case. Maybe they've gotten so used to having sex 
for the thrill of it and not necessarily for the human connection side of it, the romantic aspect. I don't know. What do you think, bro? I don't know. I, I'm not sure, but yeah, I do think that maybe their ideas of what love is might be a bit twisted. Warped, yeah. yeah. Warped, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know what love is supposed to yeah. be. Yeah. I don't think there's a definitive answer. Mm-hmm. But... It's kind of if you know, you know. Like, when yeah. it happens to you, kind of know what it is. But I yeah. think if all of your connections to other people are just based on sex, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be difficult to connect at a deeper level with mm-hmm. someone else. I agree. Because sex is also a very deep thing. Mm-hmm. It can be. It is. And if that's all you just in- start off with with everyone, mm. then, yeah, it becomes kind of difficult to explore other parts of that person, their personality, exactly. their history, and everything like that. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, maybe maybe we, we could study this. Yeah, I think, man, I, I, I wish I had the time to do that yeah. type of research, but I can't wait for <laughs> all you niggas to get laid, so... <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, that's that's my take on that do subject. You, do you, so mm. in the inverse of it, mm-hmm. would someone who's a virgin have a lot of love to give to Purely someone? Purely virgin. <laughs> uh, uh, where's that video? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I still have it. Yeah. Is somebody that's a purely virgin, if they've got more love to give? Yeah. Would it be easier for them to fall in love, like get into a relationship and fall in love? And um, I think they'd have a better fundamental understanding of what it is because their perception isn't warped by the sexual aspect. But then we have to ask... But then sex is also important yeah. for that aspect. I, I get it. So... I, I don't know. Maybe my thing is: Are they purely virgin by chance or, or by, by choice? Choice, yeah. Like, yeah. Because that's there's, that's a huge difference as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's more of a huge difference for men than for women. For women, if a woman said to me she's a virgin, I'd automatically assume it's by choice. If a beautiful woman were to say that, or if an any woman, no, I don't think any, just any woman that is. Able bodied, let me say. Wow, was no. that where we're drawing this line? <laughs> no, let, me, no. Let, me, let me just. I'm putting some filters. I'm gonna put some filters. <laughs> because the other day I was watching the show called Mina Nawe on yeah. TV about broken couples and whatnot. And there was this one couple where the lady used to be in a wheelchair. She had like an issue, which okay. I think has been resolved. Mm-hmm. And what the other ladies in the house said is. Because the show is based about these couples who are broken going into the house to fix their relationships okay. and come out as better couples at the end. Okay. So the one lady said, I'm so surprised that, you know, that husband chose that girl even when she was still in a wheelchair. Most men wouldn't choose a lady like that. Mm. So I'm not trying to be like, you know, if you're not able-bodied, I'm not trying to be ableist, 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 whatever it is. Yeah, I don't know. But what I'm just saying is that in a sense that if you're an able-bodied woman, mm-hmm. I believe that you probably have a lot more suitors. Than an able-bodied man. I don't care how beautiful you are. Mm. Just the simple fact that you're an able-bodied, average-looking woman. We're just taking the average, average woman. Okay, average Let me put that. Yeah, that's okay. a better way to that's, phrase it. That's better. If you're just the average 
woman, mm-hmm. you have had men at some point say, I would like to have coitus with you at right. some point. Right, right. And if you tell me you're a virgin, I'll believe that was your choice, that you rejected a bunch of men. Mm, mm, but mm, if you're mm. a man, if you're an average male, mm. and <clears throat> you have not had any sex yet, you're still a virgin, mm. I'm most likely to question if it's my choice, <laughs> your choice, or if <laughs> circumstances yeah. that are not in your control, like <laughs> women's choices are the reason why you're a virgin. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I feel like, let's talk uh, uh, as guys. If a guy is a virgin, Mm-hmm. Do you think you'll find love easier? Because we mm. all know when we were all still virgins, breaking our virginity was like the number one thing on our minds. Yeah. It's like, like when is it going to be my every turn? every single day. <laughs> like, 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 When's it my turn? Like, especially when your niggas are like, yo, I just I just got that in the bag. Like, <laughs> that's one of the biggest changes I've noticed in life. Yeah, yeah. Like, then the step of from being a virgin to not being a virgin, when you're a virgin, you think about sex every day Like yeah. as a guy. You're yeah. always like, when am I going to have sex? When am I going to yeah. have sex? And when you're no longer a virgin as a guy, you're like, oh, fuck, I've got debit orders. I've got this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like sex your is the last thing, thing on yeah, your mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got debit orders. Oh, my God, how the tables have turned. <laughs> <laughs> like sex is lost on your mind. Yeah, yeah, no, that's straight fact. Yeah. So mm. I feel like how does a guy who is always thinking about it, wanting to have sex for the first time in his life mm-hmm. ever, especially if you're in your twenties, how do you find a good, healthy, loving relationship? As a virgin. Yes. Yeah, I think that that changes things a lot. I I don't think it's easier necessarily to find I, I don't think it's necessarily harder either than a, the guy that has had sex with a whole bunch of chicks i think that those are the two extremes and that you need to mm. find a balance let's say you've had a couple of and a couple can be subjective okay but a lot is not uh, is not subjective that's a very important <laughs> distinction i hope you guys just like swallowed and crunched on what i just said digest that shit now because you need to find a balance, okay? You need to find a healthy balance between, okay, I've seen what I needed to see. Okay, I've experienced things that I needed to experience. I've dated enough. Let's, you know, sex was a, was a part of that, but it's not the main aspect of that. Yeah. And now I feel like I know what I want in a, in a partner, in mm. a loving partner. That's where you want to find yourself. And... Maybe don't go looking for the love either. Kind of let it, kind of stumble upon it and let it happen naturally. Or else you're always going to be looking for the ideal. And you're never going to compromise on the things that you never thought you'd come. I'm not saying settle at all. I'm saying that there are things that I never necessarily thought I would compromise on in a relationship. Yeah. In, uh, the, in a relationship that I'm now compromising on in my relationship. So you never know. That's what I was saying the other time when you asked me if I have a type per se. And I was like, no, because all the girls that I've loved, quote unquote, I've found something different. Like, they're all different, dude. Like, they're Mm. all, like, such a variety. It's dark skin. It's light skin. It's thin. It's chubby. It's in the middle. It's like I've had the variety, right? Yeah. 
and I know what I like now. I, I had to go through trial and error to find what I like from a personality standpoint, from a physical standpoint. Like, I know what it is now. And I think that's where you want to find yourself, right? In that gap of, like, I didn't yeah. do too much of this fooling around, and I didn't do too little of it. Where I just went from being a virgin to falling in love. Like, yeah, there are extremes to this shit. <clears throat> what do you think, though? Yeah, I think there's a sweet spot, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but each person's sweet spot is different. Yeah, that's yeah. another thing. Yeah. Like, because <clears throat> for some people, sleeping with like ten people is not a lot of people. Yeah. And for some people, that's an outrageous amount. They're like, holy right. shit, you right. slept with ten people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think we once actually had this conversation on the pod. Right. Back when we had our C mics, Allison mm-hmm. and Zandi. Mm-hmm. Or is it just Allison? Where we asked about men's body counts, mm-hmm. and we said, like, what amount would you prefer a guy to actually have yeah. as a body count? And we were surprised by the answer that they actually want guys to be like closer to twenty women. They yeah, slept yeah, with. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. want to know if this guy's been around. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was quite ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. To this day, I still think it's ridiculous. <laughs> Look, I, I think it's ridiculous because I think women, although they want an experienced sexual partner because they want to be pleasured, obviously, like, yeah. they want to be pleasured, they don't want a person that's been with that many people. <laughs> exactly. I, they, they absolutely do not. They want somebody who has had a lot of sex, not sex with a lot of people. Yes. That's definitely. what I think it is. I think that can get twisted and I think women need to be very, very careful of what they wish for because the more people that a man has slept with, the more likely it is that you can contract something from him. Yeah. So don't just hope that a guy's slept with a lot of... Like, that was... It's ridiculous that they said that, actually. <laughs> now I'm really thinking about, like, how can you say some shit like that? That's ridiculous. Like, like, <laughs> like, that's I need uh, to be woman number 21. No, come That's on. ridiculous. Come yeah. on, man. That's just ridiculous. But then again, that's somebody's average, you know? Like, that's just somebody's... That's an okay number. Yeah. And I'm fine with not attaining that. Like, that's... You guys are fine to do, do whatever the fuck you want. Do you think... Um... Related to the body count. Right. There's a lot of people who take pride in having a high body count. Yeah, especially men. Do you feel like that is to make up for something else? That is wrong with them? Like yeah. Like an intellectual defect or a social like, problem? Yeah, do you feel like they're trying to plug some hole in their self? In their self? <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do you feel like they tried to account for a lack of something? I don't know, is it an insecurity or something like that? I think absolutely, Because I've yeah. always found it a bit strange when there are guys who kind of go like, man, sleeping with 20 girls is nothing. Like, yeah. So I'm like, like okay, dude, like... Mm. But what's the end goal then? Yeah, I'm, like, someone yeah. Th- I'm like, like, what's the end goal? Like, yeah. you had to sleep for a thousand women, like, yeah. but for what reason? Yeah, what is your actual reason? You, you can't chase them all. You're, you'll always be, you'll always have, will have fucked the minority of women, even at the end of your lifetime, because if you live in a no. world with 3.5 yeah, billion like, women, yeah, 100 is nothing, right? I always wonder about those guys, like, yeah, because I don't question their numbers. I'm not, I'm not going to question whether they're lying about Yeah. It. I just always question, like, why do they seem so intent on ma- being like a certain number is just too little 
or it's not enough. I'm always like, enough for what? Like, enough for experience? Like, because I feel like if I sleep with one, two, three, four, however many people, mm. a lot of times, yeah, it's still going to amount to the same amount of sex or sleeping with yeah. a thousand people once. On each. one night stands, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, what are they trying to get at? That I've okay. always been wondering. I, I get why they want to have sex with multiple women. I don't get why they speak about it. Yeah. Because you might want to taste multiple pies. The experience is going to be different with each of them. And the feeling, sensation, whatever you want to call it. That might be a reason why <laughs> well, you want to... I might think about steak and kidney. Because <laughs> you said pies. You want to taste multiple pies. I'm like, think about like <laughs> Cornish. I'm like, hmm, steak and kidney. What's it? Like, <laughs> take sorry. a picture, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bigger picture okay like yes these these guys can do that they can have all these multiple sexual partners and i understand why but then you go and say oh do you know how many chicks i've slept with like nigga no i didn't ask you if i wanted to know i probably would have been the one to ask you like mm. how many women you know like they want to it's kind of like an alpha male move like they want to uh you know, um, exact their power on the group that they're in. Don't want to say like, okay, I'm the alpha because I've slept with this many women, mm. and that to me is not a is not a determining factor. Yeah. Although in nature it probably would be, you know, spreading your seed. Yeah. But I don't think that is in in, in social circles. I think it's foolish behavior now. Yeah, it's like a bit in the context, especially like South Africa is not the place that you want to be doing flagrant shit like that. We have beautiful women, but these beautiful women also have things. Yeah, yeah, like it's just nasty behavior. I don't know why. I I I don't know why. I don't I don't look up to those types of guys. I don't. I I used to, and I'm not even gonna lie about that. I I used to be like, oh, I'd like to have multiple sexual partners at some point but it's like why yeah why like why actually we like, never actually why? understand until you ask yourself that question yeah then you realize it's like what's the point there's no good answer to that question yeah there's no good answer to that question because i'm kind of like don't you want to bond with someone yeah <laughs> like, dude i need to be loved <laughs> and i think these niggas need to be loved but they're acting in uh, they're acting out in the opposite way you know like yeah. in the most extreme way on the opposite end because these niggas that are having sex with, well, that feel the need to tell us about their multiple sexual partners are, they're like, you know how bullies bully because they get bullied? Yeah. Or because their, you know, their relationship with their parents isn't solid or something like that. I think that's what's going on in their lives. They feel the need to tell us about their sexual exploits because they're not being romantically, socially, familiarly. <laughs> fulfilled they're not being fulfilled in other aspects of their yeah. lives and, and that that's odd man yeah, sex won't fulfill you man sex temp- very temporarily yeah. it will it's a great feeling but ultimately it won't <laughs> no ultimately it definitely won't no. like yeah so you can't try plug those other gaps like, no, by, no by having as much sex as you can i'm also not saying you need to be in a relationship yeah, yeah. Definitely, if you want to have a whole face, have a whole face. No, but also therapy, dude. Fuck, you but, can't just keep doing this. Yeah, but <laughs> at the same time, like, don't do something thinking it's a cure. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. sex is not a cure. Yeah. So talk to someone. Yeah. Try and find love. Don't be afraid of it. Yeah. I think a yeah. lot of people are afraid of love. 
I don't know why. I think because it's burned. finite. I mean, yeah, it's finite. That's why. Yeah. They feel like their whole phases are infinite. Mm. And then when they meet the person that puts that shit to an end, it's kind of like they're, they feel trapped by mm, it yeah. in, in a sense. I think that's the way people who are not in relationships view it. And then be honest with a partner. If you feel like you're the type of person that's going to want multiple polygamous mm. or open relationship, yeah. then find someone who shares that same sentiment. Yeah, There are people out there who really do want those things. Yeah, yeah. So if you feel like you're the type of person that's like, as a guy that feels like you won't be able to commit to one woman, mm-hmm. then find a woman and tell her that I want to be in an open relationship or I want to be in a polygamy, you know, and have many women mm-hmm. as my partners. And you'll probably find a couple of women who are willing. Irate. Yeah, you, you might. They're so rare, I think. I don't think there are a lot of them around. I think mm. most girls, like men, want them to... They want their partners to themselves. Yeah. For multiple reasons. Maybe it's part of this sexual connection, soul ties thing that I was talking about. But there are reasons why we want one person. Like, I think you mentioned it the other week. That we want one partner. Because, okay, we're selfish. We want love on our own. But, yeah, it just seems... It seems more sacred when it's just one person. Yeah. Like, when there are multiple, like, more than two, to me, is just extreme. Like, two is like, okay, there can still be a bond between me and my other wives. But <laughs> more yeah. than that is just going to, ah, it's just crazy, bro. I feel like, like having many women would be so stressful, dude. Yeah. Like, like, if you think about all the little things you can argue about yeah. with one partner. And then you amplify you multiply that. Multiply that for, like, oh. four women. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> I, I could never. How come Betty got a Range Rover mm. and you gave me a Picanto? <laughs> no disrespect to Picantos. But, <laughs> but uh, it'll be too much stress. No, for too sure. Too much admin. Yeah. Anyways. You want to you wanna close out the pod, Wilson? We've done damn near two hours today. Jeez. Yeah. It's a long pod. I thought we were on like 120. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. I guess yeah. we're out of touch. It's yeah. been a long time. It's been a long time since we've done this. But at least we gave them all the content, you know, mm. you know that we've missed out on. Yeah, so this has been episode 80 of your yeah. girlfriend's favorite podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, do follow us on our socials, on Twitter at YGF Podcast, on Instagram at your girlfriend's favorite pod. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everyone who's been supporting us. Uh, shout out to our friends, family, everyone. Look, man, 80 podcasts deep. 80, Yeah. That's that's a fuck ton of podcasts, and the fact that we've maintained and increased a fan base or listenership, uh, it's something that we appreciate. Mm. So, yeah, thank you, everybody, that's been on this journey. Next stop is 90, uh, and then 100, so that should be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, shout out to Noni mm-hmm. for putting us in the YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think of her name. I yeah. don't remember the Instagram name. Nontlantla. That, that Miss Lucky, what, what. Yeah, Yeah. So shout out to Nontlantla putting us in your black business promotion YouTube video. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. Absolutely. You know. Uh, we did not pay Noni for that. She just thought that we were dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's when it's organic and yeah. real. So we appreciate that a whole lot. Thank you so yeah. much. You guys should also go check out her channel. She's got a dope channel. Uh, shout out to a friend of the pod who suggest 
who suggested cheese <laughs> jesus <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> uh some ideas for us to look into mm-hmm, mm-hmm, i don't know do you have any question you'd like to leave the listeners with maybe or you want us to try it out another time there are a lot of things that i'd like our listeners to answer <laughs> there are a lot of things sounds like a court summons <laughs> <laughs> nah like i want to know especially from our female listenership um a more definitive figure on how many sexual partners you'd like your um mate to have by the time you start dating him maybe we should run a poll on our we, we, we will run a poll mm. we will run a poll yeah across all the socials yeah and then, yeah, that's pretty much what I want to ask for now. And then we'll get into the results of that next week when we part again. Okay. Mm. Boom. Bye-bye. <laughs>